Good afternoon, everyone. Just wanted to give you a quick disclaimer for this podcast. We had a technical glitch with Joey's mic. We were recording, so he is going to be very difficult to hear through the uh, duration of the podcast. I apologize for that. You should be able to hear Sean okay, um, and he is the one who's giving most of the answers to the questions we ask. So hopefully you'll still be able to get something out of this podcast. Thanks. On? It's on now. Here we go. Hey. We're recording. Lots of questions. Lots of this questions. Week. Got some, some good questions. We got three. More than usual. More than usual. I feel like I answer most questions when I preach. When you um, would that be it? You're so clear, so clear and direct and that people don't have any questions nope. afterwards. So yeah. I do solve controversies. You've squashed quite a few controversies in this series. Yeah, figured it out. Yeah. So we just uh, finished the second part of a sermon out of First uh, Corinthians chapter 15. Yep talking about the resurrection of Christ and how that is the foundation of our faith, all 58 verses, yep. the resurrection giving purpose saying, to right our right faith. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Andrew read all of them last week. The, he read the first, yeah. he didn't read the whole chapter. He read the first half. If I'd have given him, if I'd have given him the whole chapter, he yeah. would have read all of them. He would have, he sure mm-hmm. would have. All right, let's jump into the questions. No. Yeah. Yep. There was a lot. Yep. This is going to be a short podcast. It could be. Here we go. Question one. Yes. Uh, yep. Yep. Pastor Sean referred to last Sunday as the day that the Seahawks start 1-0. and Was that a prophecy? If so, do we need to stone him? I'm pro-stone. Yeah. I just want to fight against the guy. Really? This is the importance. You want that going on the record? The prophetic gift has ceased. Well, if it was a prophecy and it didn't come true, yeah, you should stone me. Was it a prophecy? No, it wasn't a prophecy. It was a... I actually did... Um, it was a hope, probably. Um, I really thought they were going to win. I'm usually pretty honest about my team. I'm not I'm not a homer. Um, it's a wish. Yeah. So maybe one of maybe one of our small group leaders actually texted me. I ran into his wife at Walmart at about it was in the afternoon. No, it was in the afternoon, and I was buying the cheese dip that I always eat when I watch a Seahawks game, which he knows I'm superstitious about that. So he wrote me and said, "You wish and you're superstitious." Yeah, I wish I'm superstitious about the Seahawks, and so he. And that's not <laughs> <laughs> so he texts me. After I ran into his wife, he said, I hope your superstitions and idolatry work out for you. (laughs) In the words of Michael Scott, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. I'm a little stitious. All right, yeah, Seahawks lost. It's a very disappointing day. Not the way you want to start the season. 15 more games. Same problem. Uh, The score was close, but they were dominated. So they... I think what's frustrating is they, they the same problems they had last year. They didn't correct. <laughs> um, it doesn't he always? Yeah. No, he was actually inaccurate too. So it's more Seahawks talk than it's we a, needed. It's a rough day. Rough day. Let's do it. All right. Real question. Next question. Um, how much can we learn about the nature of our resurrection bodies from the accounts of Jesus' post-resurrection appearances in the Gospels? Yeah, I hinted on that. I think in the third service. I don't think I said it in the first two, so 
I think we can learn a lot from the resurrection body. Of course, we see him passing through walls and doing some really, really cool. One place yeah, really cool stuff. So, I mean, especially like John 20, well, you know, we're able to touch his hands. We see the scars from the crucifixion. Um, Thomas asks to see them. Uh, he eats. He has meal on the lake shore with some fish, so he eats. You know, I, you know, I, I often wonder if that, you know, is there going to be consuming of animals in heaven? I don't know. You know, um, so I, I, so I don't know what all um, we can take from that. But we certainly see his resurrection body, and I think we can have some insight into that. But I feel like it's a superhero question. Hey, can we pass through walls? Or we'd be like Superman. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. Correct. Is that, f- yeah. Correct. But I think, so with the body piece, though, I mean, part of his humanity is, again, he's recognizable. He has actually the scars from the cross. I guess that could be a divinity piece, too, in payment for our sin, but, uh, you know, I think some of those things will translate. But, you know, I... I think, again, I think I hinted at it in the sermon or that, you know, do I think we'll recognize people? Yeah, I think we probably will. Um, I don't see why we wouldn't. Um, but it's a, a speculation. I don't know that Scripture gives us a lot. I'm always a little hesitant to speak into where the Scripture doesn't give us much. I don't think we need to know much. I think we, we again, it's the faith piece. God is good. God has told us it's going to be great, and we can expect it to be great. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He must... I've always thought... Does he have a glorified... Yeah. Going together. I don't know. You think, could it be a... Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? The word's... Uh, no, that's not the word... I was going to say type. It's not really a type, but could it be the first transfiguration? Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing is probably the word I'm looking for, right? So, I don't know. Okay, I didn't right. answer that question very well I either. Gonna, I think it's going to be a lot like that movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven. I feel like we're not helping our small group leaders right now. We've given them zero good information. So That's what we're here for. <laughs> Okay. Do I try to that's do more, that? That's that's less helpful. Yeah. Just making stuff up. Yeah. All right. This might be the same thing. Are believers in heaven aware of what is going mm. on or happening on earth? If so, to what degree? Yeah. Um, yeah, we were, Pastor Joe and I were kind of talking about this question a little bit on the walk up here. Um, you know, again, I we don't have a lot of information on what's going on with believers um, once they pass. We know they're with Christ. We know it's better because Paul says it's better, but we don't know. So in in the Gospels, was it Luke 16 that we were looking at? Um, Luke 16, Jesus tells a parable about the rich man and Lazarus, and upon death, Lazarus goes to what the Scriptures call Abraham's bosom, and... um, the rich man goes to, I want to say, is it hell or is it Hades? Um, I'd have to look at the whole text. But there's a, there, So a couple of things we know, there's a gap there, because, in, again, in the parable, so is the parable, Jesus can t- certainly tell a factual parable, but we don't know if it is 
Right. So parable right. is, is a story, a, right? It's a story. Is it allegorical or is it right? Uh, and so is Jesus capable of telling an actual literal story or alluding in the story to things that actually are? Yes. Is that for sure in this teaching? I don't think we know. Um, but in the story, there's a chasm between the rich man and Lazarus. Um, the 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 rich man who is now separated from God or separate, he's being punished has the desire to have his tongue cooled. He wishes he could go back and tell his brothers um, uh, about the gospel of Jesus. And um, there's just some really, and you know, we're talking about how he doesn't own his sin. He doesn't own his rejection of the gospel. And the parable, the, he still blame shifts, and the parable ends with, you know, your brothers, if they don't believe in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, the Law of Moses, they're not going to believe even if someone rises from the dead, which is, I think, a foreshadowing of Christ rising from the dead and still people ha- having unbelief, which then goes... Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Which then, of course, goes to 1 Corinthians 15 and its importance to Christianity and the resurrection of the dead as our linchpin. So, you know, back to the original question. I- I'm just not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, we'll know when we get there. But So I- I- there's a great questions. There's questions I have. Uh, there's the questions that I'm not. We all have those kind sure. of questions. Sure. Yes. No. Correct. That's a great point. Yes. Well, the second question about the, you know, the body that we'll have is gee, that's talking about heaven, new heavens, new earth. And that haven't yet received their glorified body at the return of Christ. Right. Yes. And I don't think we know that. So, um, But I will tell you this. And this might be a little tidbit for the small group leaders. You've been pushing me to preach on Revelation. And, and I know, and it made me think, man, it probably would be a good series so people have a little better understanding of the full picture of I'm even wondering, so, uh, I th- again, I don't know what I say in every single service. I remember saying the new heavens and new earth and the, maybe the third service. Maybe I said it in all three. Um, and maybe a lot of people haven't pieced all that together in your eschatology either. So, But the, there is yeah. a distinction between what's... Mm, but I don't know if I did it in every service, so... It wasn't. Well, it was one of your points about the intermediate state. The intermediate state was one of my points, but not the new heavens and right. new earth. So... I, 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 Mm, who's it by? No. Less than 100 pages? Than pages. I need to read that. Oh, no, I wish I had read that this week. Oh, man, I wish I had read that.
I need to re- I need to read that. All right. Okay. Any you have any more? No. All right, small group leaders. Next week's the kickoff, yeah. Uh, so this is our Latin. Well, this coming Sunday is the last one. Uh, we'll be after sixteen, and and so you know I'm I'm going to be hitting on the first four verses. Paul is is actually taking up an offering to help the poor churches in Jerusalem. I think it gives us some great insight on our th- how our thinking should be on when it, in regards to giving. Uh, and then, so I'm going to do that for the first half of the sermon, and in the second half, I'm going to tie in where the donations of Coastal will be going in the future. And so we have some, honestly, just given some vision. Um, and I think we got some exciting vision coming up, some things we've been working on, praying about, and uh, I'm going to lay some both things we're definitely going to work towards and some possibilities. And so I hope that whets your appetite. It's going to be a great Sunday. I'm really looking forward to it. And then the following week, we'll start our new series called When We Pray, and we're going to take uh, six weeks and go through the Lord's Prayer and really unpack it and and use it as a guide uh, to our prayers. So I think it's going to be a great series. I really, the reason I chose that, I really want us to be a church that's praying. And, you know, we see, you know, one of the things I read this week talked about, um, it was actually I think it was John MacArthur's commentary. He said, "Look, from his appearance, from his appearance, looked like Jesus spent about a third of his minist- three-year ministry praying." And I was like, "Wow, that's really convicted me." You know, uh, of here he had this just this three-year window to do the will, the ministry that his heavenly Father had given him, and he spent a third of it communing with his heavenly Father through prayer. Um, was convicting to me. So. So we're expected to pray and give some handles for that. So it's going to be a good series, and hopefully your your small groups will be encouraged. There's in the red room kind of doing an info meeting for people that have never heard about small group ministry. They don't know what a small group is. So we're assuming no prior knowledge of what small group is. This is what small group ministry is. This is what small group church It's going to be a great week and a great fall. Thank you, small group leaders.